and we're live. All right. Hey, hey ladies and gentlemen, welcome to uh, the, the name of the show. Break a hotel, man. I can't think of the name because I'm so fired either, up. It, uh, this as, could be bonus. As the guy who posts the shows, it's either going to be I Reyes Radio <laughs> or the Satitude Era yeah. or both. Yeah. So I Reyes Radio, and today's episode is we're, we're, we're still continuing the Satitude Era, but right now yeah. we're just having a great conversation. Right. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll bring the mood down in a second. So um, my my little name droppy story uh, is. When Luna and I used to frequent FIP shows and, and other WWN shows uh, years and years ago, uh, you know, everything would be setting up. We'd be helping to set up merch or whatever. And I will never forget, there would be... Uh, you remember the Orpheum? There's that, that bar that's in the middle there. I would see Wayne Van Dyke, who is no longer with us. Yeah, and, and he would be standing next to Rich Swan. Yeah. And they would both be calling a match that was never going to happen. And that was never booked for anywhere. <laughs> and so it would just get bigger and bigger and bigger, but they both stayed even keel. So Wayne would be there and he's like shuffling something or getting something organized. And he's like, all right, so I'm going to go ahead and shoot you off on the ropes. And Rich would go, uh-huh. And he's like, and then uh, 75 clotheslines in a row. And Rich is like, mm, I can sell that. I can sell that. I'm like, okay, okay. And then I'm going to go ahead and go up and do a 450 and then land on my feet, get back on the top rope, do another 450. <laughs> And Rich is like, yeah, yeah, okay. He's like, and then 75 elbow drops. And he's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's like, all right, I'm going to do that. I'm going to jump up, no sell those elbow drops. And he's like, that makes sense, that makes sense. Yeah. And he's like, all right, so I'm going to go over here, and then I'm going to go out in the crowd. I'm going to murder somebody in the front row, take out their intestines, get back in the ring, choke you out with that. And he's like, I mean, that's just the character development. That's what that yeah. is. Like, they would talk and to, is to that themselves. The, There's no one else around. Is I'm like, is that the DVD? finish? He's like, like, no, no. It's a false that's, just the, that's just the opening, baby. Um, yeah. I'd be like putting Blu-ray away and I'm just listening to like who the fuck are they talking to? Are they are really calling you know what it is? They're doing what the people who have headphones on with no music are doing. Yes, exactly. They don't, they don't want to talk to anyone else. Yes, it's They're just like, them. just make it to them. We're just, we're just calling a match. We're really not. Yeah. I don't want to talk to anybody else. So yeah. uh, <laughs> we're going to lock up Ronnie Bass Jr. Yeah. So basically, it was the precursor to the Man. Ronnie Bass Jr. Ronnie it's Bass universal. Jr. Ronnie Bass Jr. is God. universal. It's, it's the get, alpha, the omega. It's he been has here to fight, and always be here. He has to fight Roman Reigns now. I think. Yeah. Right. We're gonna hit him with the big old Ronnie Bass. He right. has to hit Ronnie Bass. Yeah. He has to hit Roman that's going to be the forever issue is yeah. on commentary every time he does a move not to just be called like ooh hit him with a Ronnie Bass Jr. Yeah. right there yeah. Like, yeah. big difficult. old Ronnie Bass big old Ronnie Bass uh, how that come about it's it's hilarious so Good. ladies and gentlemen uh, hot start yeah uh, we've been yeah. talking probably like an hour prior to this and we're just yeah. keeping There's the not momentum. a sad bone in my body right, right. now no, it's going to be yeah. difficult brother because yeah. right now uh, Zach Romero is officially checking into the Heartbreak Hotel with your host We'll need a check-in. Cue music. <laughs> Welcome to the Heartbreak Hotel, where we make sure your heart is broken. With that was your good, host. man. Yes, I was. That's my violin. It was great. How, and and to because this is an audio only podcast, you didn't get to see Nova playing a tiny <laughs> violin. Yeah, but also from my angle, also looks like you're just adjusting the sound on your own nipple. So the sound entirely comes from my nipples. Oh, okay. So, you know what? That's a character development. You didn't come up with a name, so you're fucked right now. What? I didn't come up with the name. Yeah, so we're it's a shoot, brother. Oh shit, we're shooting right now. Uh, so, man. so uh, if to anyone who was watching the live uh, recording of us earlier, I came up with uh, sad ass Billy Gunn. 
God, that's so good. I got it. The Great Melancholy. Oh, oh that's shit. fantastic, but not Attitude Era. Great Khali is not Attitude Era. Don't shit on me because you got nothing. I that's got something. It's hitting you with the rule book all of a sudden. Jorgen von Strangle here hitting you with the, the I got, rules. That's the rules. I, I got a cool name. I got all the names. It's, it's, you're, 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 you're not going to sell that Fairly Odd Parents reference Come I threw on, out specifically for you. Jorgen. But the Attitude Era name God. that I am going to use uh, today on this interview. Look at you. Is 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 going to be a good one. Uh-huh. I'm going to let you know We're right waiting. now. We're waiting. So. Uh, Attitude Era is yeah. gonna be <laughs> from roughly 1997 to yeah. 2002. Yeah, come on. All right, Attitude Era is going to be crying Christopher. Oh, okay. he played it safe. Played okay. it safe. Okay, yeah. okay. Crying okay. Christopher, who was known as too much. Well, that's the tag team, but now you're yeah. too sad. Yes, yeah, too, too sad. sad. Too, too sad. Too sad. Signed Chris. Crying Christopher. Crying Christopher. Or Sighing Christopher, depending on what it is. Sighing Christopher. I was playing because I had crying in my name. All the, I had my a cool one Jerry this Lawler. morning. It was a very cool one, but it had... Because uh, <laughs> we've been using... Because I was Regret Heart last week. Yes. Yeah. The Depressed There Is. Mm. <laughs> the Depressed There Was. <laughs> and The Depressed There Ever Will Be. I so. thought I was going to hit you with the... Oh, man, Johnson. You don't have a name. I do. I just said it. The Great Collie was an attitude error. No. Did you not listen to what I just said? Yeah, I was here. You ever been rejected by a chick? Yes, all the time. Oh, man. Mm, right? Yeah. Oh, man, Johnson. That's it. Hit me with it. Fuck! You know? <laughs> I am an asshole. <laughs> Come oh, on, man. man oh, God, that's really good. You were prepared. You were ready for this. Damn, you know, I was thinking the whole time. I was like, great, Kali didn't work, so. That's my second one. Good stuff. Yeah, yeah good I stuff. ran. Uh, so I uh, I ran sad-ass Billy Gunn by Luna, and she laughed. So, yes. so I was like, I got it. I got Sold. it. Sold. Sold so, um, as, as I did my express check into the, the Heartbreak Hotel, so I've got a couple of things here. Um, we've got like a little sad 2020 was a real uh, punch in the butthole. Mm-hmm. But also, I do have uh, your first episode of the Heartbreak Hotel. You mentioned like what are the saddest moments in wrestling for you? Yes, and so I have a couple, and they both involve my wife. Um, so um, the first one is uh, the only bump I ever took on purpose in, mm. in wrestling, and I say on purpose because during your match with Hunter Law at Punk Pro, we reset like he had a time travel thing. So. Uh, Hunter had wrestled Danny Vincent and they wrapped up the match and then you came out and did an amazing job and, and rewound the show. So we cut the lights, we reset everything and then we cut the lights back on and we pretend that the match hadn't happened yet. Well, as I'm fumbling around in the dark, I go to get in the ring. I get hung up on the curtains. I eat shit. And even in the dark, people are like, what the fuck is going on? And like laughing ah, at yes. me. And then the lights come back on. and I have to stay in the ring and pretend that I didn't just bust my ass. That's not on purpose. Nice. The purposeful uh, bump was, it was, I think, a Wednesday show or something like that. And Troy Hollywood's in the ring. And he's like, okay, I'm going to come in the ring. As you announced my opponent, I'm going to kick you right in the chest because the crowd at that time really liked me. They'd really taken a liking to me. So his thought was, I'm kind of in between Z's. I want to be perceived as a heel. So I'm going to beat up the announcer that everybody likes. And then that's going to automatically give me heat. Classic. So he's like, are you, are you going to be okay with this? And I'm like, I guess. Oh, sure. I have no choice, right? Zero training in my life. <laughs> I have no business being and involved. Then a chest huh, more yes. than enough, right? So blah, blah, blah. I announced his opponent. Well, the lights are kind of down, so he fucking boots me right in the chest. I crumble like a pile of dirty laundry, 
The lights are too dim. No one gives a shit. They're all looking at the stage oh, to see who comes out. So no one cares. Like the lights come back <laughs> on. And I'm just I'm trying to get out of the ring underneath the rope. My belly's too big. I can't slide nice. under. But I eat this shit and I feel like my entire chest cave in. Like because yeah. I'm a doughy, you know, sleeping nice. bag of a person. So he kicks me. I eat shit. I go down. The, for whatever reason, Luna happened. My wife happened to be at this show. So I eat shit. I'm selling partially because it's actually painful. <laughs> I roll over. I look. Two-thirds of the crowd don't give a shit. They're looking at the stage. I look. I make eye contact with my wife. She is dying laughing. Great. And I'm like, I'm genuinely hurt, you motherfucker. <laughs> and she's like, funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. This, this is, is a no-sell, and it still hurts. Yeah, yeah so <laughs> sad. So sad. I finally get out of the ring. I'm, yeah, I'm like, what the fuck? And she's like, I don't know. It was funny to see you fall. The second story is... I'm coming off of, so I think I speak for a lot of wrestlers mm. uh, that the personas may be big, but we have a lot of confidence issues. Yeah. Hello. And so even though I've got yeah. a thousand fucking things that I'm involved with and I've helped all kinds of people and been a part of all kinds of great shows, um, I have always just had a crippling self-doubt issue. So, so super low confidence. I was involved in theater in high school and, and, and fell apart in college. And it's, it's always been a struggle. And right. I think it's a struggle with a lot of artists. Mm-hmm. Like you're making something, you're into it, you're 75% way through and you're like, hey, I hate this and I hate that I made it. Yeah. So same kind of thing. I've always had difficulty with confidence. Right. And so Luna and I are coming home from a show one time, and this is a couple years ago. And... Uh, and this, this particularly stands out. These two gentlemen know I mentioned earlier uh, prior to recording, but I have a terrible memory. And so if I go to sleep and I wake up the next day, I'm usually not remembering any kind of like arguments or anything like that. Nice. So for any wrestlers out there who think I'm mad at you, I'm probably not because I forgot what I was mad about. You're not over is right. what he's saying. You're not, <laughs> you're not important enough to me, right. for me to stay you're mad not at. over, brother. Yeah. So anyway, the fact that I remember this tells you what stuck out in my memory. <laughs> like, the fact that I could recall this. So we're coming home from a show. And it's late at night, and I'm about to pull in to get to, you know, our little house. And, uh, you know, it's quiet in the car, and and I go. And the show had gone very well. I had done announcing, I'd done commentary, and it gotten a lot of good feedback. And so I was feeling good. And so this moment, in in the quiet, I'm in the car, and I go, you know, I've been doing this for a couple years now. I think I'm... I think I'm getting pretty good at this. Like I might be like in the top three in the state in terms of announcing and commentary. And my wife of 10 years now goes, wow. Okay. And I was like, cool. Never again. And, uh, <laughs> How dare you start feeling yourself up in here yeah. when I'm around. Yeah. So I was like, just go ahead and lock those feelings up forever. Yeah. And uh, I suck at everything. So there you go. That's what I said. It's so funny you say, I'm the same motherfucking way. Yeah. Like, you've been in conversations yeah. with me where I just like, no, I'm too fat. You especially, God, you son what? of a bitch. What? So ironic I'm here right now. So I'm, Aaron Nova's biggest doubter is Aaron Nova. Aaron Nova hates right. Aaron Nova. Always. That's your worst enemy. <laughs> he fucking sucks. I mean, who'd he ever beat? Yeah. Right. Fucking Mick uh-huh. Carter. It wasn't Hunter Law, that son no. of a bitch. Um, but like, I like when you guys like ask me, hey, you should try doing this. So I was just like, <laughs> like the punk pro secret shows. I was like, I'm so fat. I am out of shape. I don't have a haircut because the barbershops are closed. <laughs> I look like a pig. Just who just rolled around in some shower curtains, right? Now. <laughs> like, and it's it, 
so what am I, so knowing that, knowing the uh, the intense self doubt, that makes my favorite moment of the last secret shows that much more special. Because uh, when you fought Ronnie Bass Jr. Ronnie Bass Jr. Uh, at the secret shows. And you froze him in time, dude. You immediately pull down your straps and you turn to look at the camera. And go, yeah, I've been working out, dude. Yeah. That, yes, yeah, I that, was, that was so. Cl- he looked directly at the. Oh my god, I was like, yeah, I've been working out. I was like, D- chest D- out. Da Vinci couldn't have fucking painted this. <laughs> this is so beautiful. It was an in the moment thing for that one, but like, oh, of course it is. Of course it Kiko is. Kiko Harris messaged me. It's just like this is the funniest shit I've ever yeah. seen. Like, yeah, yeah I've been You're working out. Yeah. Um, but I, it, it's just a. I'm Aranova. I just do things. <laughs> no, and, and, and I, I very much feel the same way. I've always been that way in terms of like, I will, um, I've always laughed about like not having dignity or anything like that. Or like, I can be very silly. And, 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 and it's always one of those things, especially if you're very obnoxious, like I am that like in the moment, there is some dumb shit that yeah. I will do. And then the, the drive home is just absolute crashing depression <laughs> of like, I'm an idiot. And yeah, like, why did I, I brought shame on my family yeah. and my parents are never going to talk to me again. It's, like, it's so funny. Cause like to the, your point, like the moment, like, and I, I wrote this on a post the other day. It's just like, I'm always in a situation where I end up fucking hating myself. Yeah, I'm always no, around somebody, but like, I it, it it can't go to my head. People say nice things about me now, but for so long, it's just like the moment I feel good about myself, somebody's there to just like, nope, you're still a piece of shit. <laughs> right. oh, and Lord. it's just like, oh, you're right. So it's just like, I, I can't have an ego. I can't. Right. I can't. Yeah. I can't enjoy these things. I just got to keep. The only ego you want is with two G's, baby. Egos. Well, how did I go? Uh, egos, man. Egos. So waffles, man. <laughs> That's become waffle waffles. talks now. Yeah. Yeah. Lots and yeah. lots of tasty waffles. But like, to my point, it's just like the moment I, I I do feel good about myself. There's somebody to break me down. So I was gonna say after the last episode when you went over like how much of a shit show uh, 2019 was for you, I was like drifting into conspiracy theory of like was Aaron Nova cursed by a gypsy at some Ooh. point? Like this is ridiculous. Yeah, and it's pretty bad. Like I got some pretty bad luck. He explain. He explains the. Uh, the the how we met story and it was it was literally like it was it was odd enough we weren't supposed to meet we weren't we weren't supposed to meet it was literally he was down in his dumps i was down in my dumps no uh, my wife and i were just having issues and we separated for uh, for a little bit at that time and no bullshit he came to the school i've never met him before and uh, one of the one of the guys in the school was like, hey, Isaiah, this is Nova, and he's homeless. And I was like, nice to meet you, homeless. <laughs> nice to meet you. And I was like, yo, so that's fucking crazy. sad how we, like, man, like, you don't introduce people that yeah. way. You I was like, I'm brokenhearted, too. My wife ain't shit. And I was just there with, like, I literally had a laundry bag full of clothes yeah. and shoes. Like, yeah. well, I'm kind of homeless. Now, now, this person introduced you. Was that just their shtick? They were like, hey, yeah. this is Timothy. He's got VD. Watch out! Like, oh, thanks, he was, pal. He was just know. an oblivious guy. He that- was like to the person we spoke about earlier. He doesn't know how to read a room. Or yes. like yeah. he, he he thinks in his head is coming off harmless, but it's not. Yeah. But in reality, you're like, hey, that's not okay at all. Yeah. Oh, well, now well, they know. Interesting that you mentioned that you two were never supposed to meet. Uh, Nova and I were actually destined to meet oh, because no, no joke. The uh, venue that my wife and I got married at was a place in St. Petersburg called Nova 
636. Huh. So we've been destined to cross paths. I was there. Son forever. of a bitch. And 636 is the lottery numbers. I'm playing one of these. Make me some money. Funny because my wife used to sell Avon. You spell that backwards. Oh, wait a minute. Holy oh, shit. X-Files. X-Files. I know where the button is. I at, know man. we have the X-Files. It's there. Hold on. I got it. There it is. Yeah. There it is. We got a soundboard. Conspiracy, brother. Yeah. No, we got tinfoil hats in this bitch. <laughs> but it was so like, oh god! Like I got called out for something so dumb, and it's just like, but blessing and curse. Like it's just so stupid at the moment. But here we are now in your apartment. Yeah, better, you know, better than ever. I've never ran a podcast this long. So, right? <laughs> but like I've been around people, and it's like they're so appreciative of just being entertained. Like I, yeah. it's like this weird thing in wrestling. It's like. You never been entertained? Like I just right. this is the only thing I know how to do. Now, now it's interesting that you bring that up because that's one thing that like I was always struggling with and working with younger talent was like who did who did you look up to when you were watching wrestling as a kid? And yeah. I forget that like I'm I'm like a grandpa. I'm like yeah, a wrestling grandpa. Yeah, it's me. It's me and Thunder Kitty, and we're in the nursing home. Like, <laughs> um, but like, so when I was a kid, I'm looking at like road dog jesse james and in my dumb teenage brain i'm not thinking like oh he's the weak link of the tag team because billy Billy gunn's the workhorse so the muscles so road dog decided he's gonna talk a lot of shit and that's how he'll justify his existence in this tag team no i'm just like hey that guy's talking a lot of cool stuff he has a speech and everyone says it with him so like those are the kind of things and like the rock when every promo was creating a piece of merchandise like those kinds of things are what i grew up with so when i think of wrestling that's what i'm thinking of is i'm like i want my wrestling to be like my pinball machines i want them bright and colorful and really gimmicky yeah but there's so many kids that came after us where it's like well i was looking up to randy orton and his gimmick was check out these skulls i got tattooed yeah pretty sweet <laughs> so that's and, what and, and sexy <laughs> so that's their that's who they're drawing from so they're going into this going like what char- character they're so out of touch i got tattoos man what the fuck character are you talking I'm about a badass yes. right? but i got my name on my ass what's yeah. the problem to that point, and it and with wrestlers now, it's it's it, it it stems from the training. Training, the first thing they do is is rip the innocence of what you loved about wrestling. And here's, and I'm going to present you with my vision of pro wrestling. And me being the way that I, it was it was the same way. It's just like, huh, you like this? Well, he's really garbage, like John Cena. Mm. And it's just like, come on. Well, the other thing, and again, I'm not looking to give excuses for people who run their own schools, but like just in the little tiny piece of world building that I was involved in, um, when you're throwing ideas out to wrestlers mm-hmm. and they don't take it and run, it breaks your heart a little bit when you're like, oh, what if you did this? Or what yeah. if, oh, what if you had a character that did this? And they go, yeah. And then they don't do it. They wrestle no. the same 10 times. Yeah. And you go, you motherfucker. I gave you the tools. I could imagine being a teacher and being like, okay, class, we're all going to build up characters and go down the line, boom, 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 boom. And then six months out of school, they go, they all drop those characters. I'll be like, never again. Yeah. Like, yeah. like I could see the frustration it's there. The, no, no, I'm saying it's the opposite with that, where it's just like, yeah, all the characters and cool stuff. No, you should be thinking this way, and you should be just like the characters a weakness. Yeah. You like, know what? I heard this one story, and this guy was talking about you need a character, and I, oh, psh, this guy woke up and he was like, "Oh, he's got the greatest character. He's a wrestler." And it's just like, man, if you had a whole card of wrestlers, who's your favorite? 
Like, what do you do to make, like, how do you stand? The like, clothesline guy. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Oh, the one who yeah. did the pile driver. Like, yeah. it was neat. Hmm. And this is like, okay, you're stuck in the 80s and stuff. Like, this 80s mentality, which is a routine thing. And, and Florida, people have this mindset. And which I I respect it to an extent. Like, Damien Angel was on this show. And he was just like, I mix old school with new school. And it's just like... But Everybody see, should listen to this guy. I'll say the difference with Damien Angel, though, is he was wrestling since the dawn of time and mm-hmm. realized, hey, I, there's no reason for me not to have a character. Yeah, yeah. I got to adapt. And yeah. lend, leaned into that yeah. and blew the hell up. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, he's an example of, like, you can evolve. But I think part of the issue is particularly in the state that we live in. Yeah. Because yes. prior to the pandemic, there were over 62 wrestling companies all running concurrently in the Shout state of Florida. Shout out to Kent for counting. Yeah. So, <laughs> so with that being said, if I'm Johnny Basic Wrestler and I don't feel like having a character, mm-hmm. okay, this company might say no and this company might say no, but there's 60 other companies that yeah. I can keep trying and at a certain point, someone's going to say yes. One person. yeah, And then that person and then somebody else is going to need help and that, guess what? They're going to say yes too. So there's not that push and that drive of like, you better be interesting because there's not a lot of spaces. Some of these other states, like further Midwest, it's like you got one or two companies in your whole state. No, you no. better stand out, or you're not getting a callback. Yeah. yeah. But in this, it's like, well, 62 companies, and that's nine matches per card. Like that's a bajillion open yeah. available spots. I can get yeah. One of those, you know, I'm and I'm bound I, to get one. I take the mentality from like John Cena said on Stone Cold's podcast. Like, yo, I came into this class with Randy Orton. The twenty-year-old prodigy, right? Brock Lesnar, Brock Lesnar, the NCAA champ, who was just God's gift. Like he, he built the custom wrestler. Yeah, this dude, he made the wrestler of just the ultimate fighter. That's his two K right. character. That's right. Exactly. Just right. Somebody put the cheat codes in and built him. I'm with Dave Batista, this bodybuilder with this gorgeous tan, and mm-hmm. he can move like crazy. Shelton Benjamin, belly button, tattoos, which, holy baby. shit, yeah, he's yeah. hot. Women are gonna love blue him. Blue shoes, baby. Yeah, blue shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Shelton Benjamin, and then there's John Cena, and he's just like, I worked my because I had this mentality that I'm gonna get fired every day. I'm gonna wake up and I'm gonna get that call. So people look back at my career. There was so many failures. So it was just like. Like I told you on IndieCast, like I have this mentality when I get booked, like I got to do something different or they're not going to call me back. Yeah. Like, cause that's my thing. It's just like, yeah, I got the booking, but how can they book? You can get bookings anywhere, ladies and gentlemen, but can you get booked again? Yeah. <laughs> like, right. yeah the maintaining right. power is yeah. what's really impressive. Cause people have this, I'm over. Like they have this thing, like, this ego, like, oh yeah, they cheered me cause I'm white meat baby face. You know, they, I'm right. so over. Like they're going to bring me back. Like, no. Dude, you're not. It's, it's it's like this preconditioned thing with fans. Like, okay, I'm supposed to cheer this guy, so I'm going to cheer this guy. Yeah, yeah, but that's during the match. So my idea is just like after the match, are they going to talk about me? Like, are they going to say, man, you were out there screaming like a girl. I love that so much. Mm-hmm. So it's just like all I say is, well, I tried and I didn't win. So, <laughs> you know, you just got to keep it going because these are just normal people who either are wrestling fans or most of the times they're not, you know, I might be on an Evolve show or something like that. I'm not going to probably, I'm not going to get over, you know? Well, you're not going to be on an Evolve show because there are no more Evolve shows. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, if I were. So you on, can, I'm going to be on an Evolve show. 
yeah, that's I'm not a thing anymore, baby. But like those indie shows, is, like I'm not going to be on. But if I'm on there, I'm if not going to be on an FCW show or a WWF show. WCW. I'm not. But it's just like have give. If I'm given the opportunity, I know there's going to be wrestlers. I'm not going to be on an ECW show. I hope. 1997. I wish I was. I think no, I couldn't have gotten over. They would have killed me. Are you out of your mind? You would have got. So here's how they do it. So Paul Heyman looks at you and goes, "Okay, so we're putting you against Super Crazy because we need someone who's roughly your size who's going to make you look good." And just like they did with Al Snow, they're handing out glow sticks to the first two rows. (laughs) So as soon as your music hits and you come out, it's going to be like, "Jesus Christ, who's this Aaron Nova guy? And why is he goddamn Andre the Giant's ghost?" (laughs) Holy shit! Because that's how you build a talent yeah i hope you're listening ladies you're getting free game this entire episode whether it's sad or not so can i tell you by the way what's my what's again let's be sad and i'm not please i'm not blasting these guys because i absolutely love them but um give me the guns but josh and bud um, (laughs) give me the guns right now that's (laughs) not a different page man hold on give me the guns guns, guns. here we go guns the fuck was their tag team called the frat pack. The frat pack. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I had this brilliant idea for the frat pack, and unfortunately, it never came to fruition, and not for lack of trying, but like just life got in the way. But I had this idea of I was like, I'm. Th- I always think back to that story with Paul Heyman and Al Snow. They had gotten Al Snow from WWF for a handshake and a hot dog for whatever reason, and they were like, okay, well, we need to make him a big deal. And it was like, well, this is going to be his first time showing up and he's doing this new gimmick. Like, I don't know. And he was like, no, 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 fuck that shit. They went to a party city. They bought a hundred styrofoam heads. They handed them out in the crowd during a commercial break. And they were like, when this next music hits, it doesn't fucking matter who comes out. I don't give a shit if it's the janitor. You start going ape shit with these heads. And the fans were like, Mmm. And they hit Al Snow's music, and he came out, and no one knew who the fuck he was, but they all went apeshit, and so the people at home went, I don't know who this is, but obviously he's a big goddamn deal, because the whole crowd just went apeshit for him. He came out the prodigy. So, my idea for them, for the frat pack was, I was like, before you come out, you need to hand out some uh, solo plastic cups to the first uh, people in the front row. I was like, you guys come out with your own cups and a basket of ping pong balls, and so from in the ring, you need to be playing fucking, yeah, and thro- throwing them in. Bud Heavy, do this shit Jesus. right now. And I said, as soon as you, God help you if you if you actually stick the landing on one. If right. you can hit a shot Fuck. from the ring to someone in the crowd, <laughs> yeah. guess what? You're the new fucking Hulk Hogan That's because right. that crowd's going to go fucking shit. bananas. <laughs> and then the bigger thing is. Whoever their fucking tag team was as the heels, guess what? You've made it so fucking easy, easy. for them yeah. because they go for another shot mid-match. You snatch that ping pong ball. You stomp it. You grip up the solo cup. Yeah. That crowd wants you dead. Yeah. That is how you engage people and get them really. The The greatest example I ever saw was um, Brutal Bob Evans. Mm-hmm. I saw him come down for, I think it was a rec show. I don't remember. My memory is shit. But he came down for a show, and he, no one knew who the fuck he was. He's been with Ring of Honor. He's an old vet. He's a great guy. He's got a great mind for the, for wrestling. And he knew for a fact, he's like, no one in this crowd knows who the fuck I am. But what he did was, he had a theme song that was catchy and super easy to clap to. Okay? Mm-hmm. So, fucking announcement. Mr. Fucking Brutal Bob Evans. He stands on the, on the entranceway, I don't know, maybe 10 seconds is clapping some of the crowd in newport richie is kind of clapping okay right he says fuck this shit he gets off the stage immediately goes to the crowd it took this man four minutes to get in the ring 
He goes to the crowd. He sits down next to a kid. They're clapping together to the theme song. He goes over here. He sits with someone else. He eats a French fry out of their basket. He goes to someone else. The villain's already in the ring. He's like, boo this man. By the time his ass got in the ring, you would have thought that it was only friends and family of his. That crowd went absolutely apeshit for him. And then he had a fine match, but that crowd loved him because they had a reason to love him. Mm -hmm. And so that always sticks in my mind in terms of entrances. Yeah. John Davis says that your entrance as a wrestler is the trailer for the movie that is your match. Ah. And so if your trailer sucks, why are people going to buy a ticket to see your movie? Now, I go a step further. I say if all of your character stuff is in your entrance and I'm in the bathroom and I come out and your match has started, I should still be able to tell who the fuck you are. Yeah. If I come out of the bathroom and I'm like, yeah. who the fuck is this? Yeah. And at the end of the match, I go, I don't know who that was. That's an issue. Right. So that bothers me too. Of like, hey, I'm dressed zany and I've got a fun character. Yeah. Now I'm going to take this shit off and now I'm British Bulldog. Okay, yeah. well, that sucks because yeah. now I don't know what to do or how to cheer for you. <laughs> all right. God. So that's my little TED talk. Can I I use that? Which one? For Bud? Yeah, no. If Bud wants to do it to this day, Mazel Tov. He absolutely has my blessing. I Uh, love uh, Bud and Josh were some of the best guys that Christian and I got to work with on commentary. Because we would come up with silly shit, and then they would play into it. And so the next time they would come up, we would go bigger and then they would go bigger. And it was a great simpatico relationship because the more we would come up with zany shit or make references to shit, they would run with that and they'd make references. And it was a whole beautiful relationship of just kind of one upsmanship all towards positivity. What song would you, if Bud was to have (sighs) say Andrew WK right now, please. Yeah, absolutely. Party hard. Uh, Party, that's, yes. That's, how do you not fucking do that? Oh, man. That's, yes. the, that's the other thing, too, is like as much as as much as much everyone wants to have like generic butt rock as like, a, <laughs> I'm a tough guy, and so here's my no, tough no. guy song. Appealing to, to pop culture and what people already know is never going to be a bad thing. I could tell you stories of when I saw Rich Swan on the indies come out the goddamn all night long by yeah. Lionel Richie. <laughs> They would play the whole song. Yes. Like he would be in the ring and the people are singing. And so sound guy had to put the song back on and we'd get to the fucking chorus with the goddamn African chanting. Like it's a wrestling show. What are we doing? It was over a shit. We're going to have to cut this. This is too good. <laughs> you yeah, gotta put this behind a paywall. Can we, can we restart this episode? I can't. This is you got to pay money for this kind of shit right Absolutely. here. Absolutely, you just can't give that away. No, well, that's the goods. Fuck. We're never gonna air this episode and just I'm start a promotion. Hot. Perfect, perfect. <laughs> I played it all in my head right now, and it's just like Bud's booked now for the thirtieth. Right. I have to book Bud for the thirtieth, yeah, man. You know, if I were a booker, which I'm not. No, no. Yes. I think no. I think the beer pong thing absolutely would work. Are you available Absolutely. the thirtieth? Uh, which of December January. or January? Uh, yep. I think so. I might have a project in January, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. I'll move some things around. The invitation's there. Oh, thank you. I appreciate Nova that. Nova Ryzen GCW 16. I appreciate that. That's actually mm-hmm. one thing I've never done. And I'm not, don't, if you're not a booker, but if you were, don't put me as a fucking manager. Um, but I've never done managing. And so. Say no I more. Had, I, had, I had the opportunity once um, and I asked John Davis. I was like, what do you think about this? Should I go for this or not? And he said, no. He said, don't. He said, I have no doubt that you'd be fine at it. Right. He said, but there's way too many people who go through this business as like behind the scenes stuff. 
and it's all just stepping stones. They're not focusing on any one thing. Right, They're looking for the right. next thing. Yes. And I was like, he goes, there's nobody who focuses on, I want to be the best announcer. I want to be the best commentator. Right. So he's like, I think you'd be fine. I'm not saying you'd be bad at it, but don't worry about it. Focus on this. And I took it to heart and I've done that ever since. I'm I, feel not gonna like just- you have, I feel like you have too much character. Oh, I would outshine whoever the fuck exactly, I'm supposed to Exactly, and that's going to be the problem. You're yeah. killing us right now on this <laughs> show. What are you talking about? You're fucking killing us. It's so hard. Yeah. Usually we have like dead socks on this show. Absolutely. Like, but God, oh man, I'm, I feel me right now. Go ahead, put your hand right here. That's warm. That's called oh, COVID. shit. I'm burning He's up right it. now at just... It's supposed to be sad, but like when I hear Zach talk, and this is how a lot of indie wrestlers can't say, get sad. You have to shut the fuck up, and you have to... If you Listen. don't feel it, leave the business. Because right. this is just like, Bud's a superstar now. How do you not put the belt on Bud after that? Like, yeah. Right? Yeah. And it's just so hard. Like, There's some promoters, like even promoters I've dealt with, where it's just like, no, I don't want you to be this. You, you should be this. Like, Don't tell me how to be me. Right. right. If you're not if you're not watering the plant that is Aaron Nova, get the fuck away from me. Mm. You just don't tell people how to be them. Right. Like you can always steer them in a direction. Hey, and I think that's what we've done with mm. Punk Pro. Like yes. we were like, hey, I think this time travel thing could really work. Yeah. Can you take this and run with it? Yeah. And of course you did. But I we weren't so- like, uh, guess what? You're a cowboy character now, <laughs> and you're called Little Ron Bass. And <laughs> little fuck you for otherwise. Yeah, yeah. And I was I was afraid at first, and I was just like time traveling. But what? see. Here's the thing. This is how I think it worked out beautifully as a narrative because like your birthday party Mm -hmm. and things like that, you're starting to see that not all wrestlers are willing to be fearless Mm -hmm. and a lot of them will talk a lot of shit. Mm -hmm. And then when it comes to, okay, go time. I need you to do this, which is not the norm for you. Mm. They'll go, is there any way I can make it the norm for me? Uh, Dax. And so (laughs) you had uh, Slade Porter. Uh, You, um, (laughs) (laughs) you, uh, Ronnie Rios. We're throwing names out there. Oh, yeah, so, just throwing names. But my point is, you've gotten to experience it yourself. You yeah. obviously had a character already mostly figured out. And mm. I kind of threw a curveball. I was like, could we maybe make this time travel thing work? And you had hesitations about it. We talked about it on the indie cast. And you said, no, fuck it. Fuck it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And I'm going to put 110% goddamn effort into it. And you did. And it became one of the most talked about fucking things that our company's ever fucking done. Yeah. So my point is how it all kind of worked out narratively is mm-hmm. that you are the living proof of I went out on a limb and I still gave my all and it no. fucking came out okay. No. And I think for a lot of wrestlers, they're still going to push back on you as soon as you're like, we got this kind of crazy idea. We were thinking maybe what if you did this instead? You're going to get a lot of pushback, but you are at least the living proof. You don't have to be like, well, you know, John Cena started as a cyborg and then he was like, what if I was a rapper? Like you have a living, you have a living example of like, I did a thing and it was a little outside of what I was doing. And I said, no, fuck it. I'm going to commit to it. And it worked out. No. Okay. Okay. That is so motivating can we get sad now here one more thing here's the thing here's the ultimate this is my measuring stick on any and all things that we've ever done with punk pro and things along those lines because punk pro gets real silly and real weird (laughs) my ultimate measuring stick is if john davis says it's okay then fuck everybody else. No. That's right. Because John Davis is shoot scary. He's generally t- he's genuinely yeah, terrifying. Yeah, absolutely. And he does not like a lot of nonsense in his in his wrestling. And when he told me that an idea that he had was he wanted to fight you 
and not me, right? As no, in somebody, as, no, as an Aaron Nova. No, wait, as and somebody else, and he <laughs> wanted to crush the time cube and eat the innards of it, and then that was going to be how we wrote out the time cube. John Davis, the man who has wrestled unbelievably in so many companies, and he's the fucking dude was like, "Yeah, here's my idea for how we do with the time travel element." Like that's oh, a big fucking you deal. You were below the radar too, like no sir. <laughs> that's a big fucking deal. Yeah, that's terrifying. Let's and, not do that but. okay <laughs> all right. well i can't tell him no now john right. davis let's yeah. do it all right but anyway all right so let's get sad so uh, I, I, do we just wrap this up for one we're gonna have to keep going i am we're at 30, going because 30, 35 right now yeah holy shit i talk a lot sorry well, I, feel like, I feel like that could be it's in its own man the juice damn then you have. The, then we don't. Have to, we don't have to cut it later on, baby. That's true. We got, it's the I Reyes TED Talk is what we yeah. just talked about. Yeah, we'll you're welcome. This episode's called "You're Welcome." <laughs> yeah, this is, this is holy shit. We didn't know, but I won't back down from John Davis. I'll tell you that firsthand. All right, we're I'm not terrified. No outro music. No okay, nothing. We're, we're cutting dry. Yeah, we're just gonna do it. Wait, no, that's not the right. God damn it! God damn! I'm gonna leave that there. <laughs>